Social Strategy Podcast, episode 44. And yes, we say 44, not 44. What's that with St. Louis anyway? I don't know. Let's get going. Welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, where it's all about making the most of your business with smart tips on what's working now in social media, online business, and good old-fashioned networking. And now your host, who's also known as Ross PR on Twitter, Vernon Ross. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Vernon Ross, and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, good old-fashioned networking. And today, guys, I got a great announcement. We have a new partner on the podcast. It is lynda.com. That's right, lynda.com. So you can go right out to lynda.com forward slash Ross. That's right, just Ross, my last name, and get your 10-day free trial, 3,000 courses, unlimited access. I've used Lynda for a long time. I got a story at the end of the show, I want to tell you guys about Linda and one of our friends that has been on the podcast that's teaching on Linda.com. But I'm going to go ahead and get on to the show. You guys are going to enjoy this guest. She's a former Olympic athlete, online business owner, speaker, coach, and she is crushing it in Canada. That is right. My, one of my friends from the north. All right, let's go ahead and get into the show and I will see you guys on the back end. Hey everyone, this is Vernon Ross and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, and good old-fashioned networking. And today, we've got one of my friends from the north coming all the way from Canada, Fabienne Raphael. She's a former Olympic athlete. And you know, being from the U.S., you always want to say former U.S. Olympic athlete, but no, she's <laughs> Canadian handball team member. And she competed for an actually a long time, and I think there's an interesting story behind that, so we're going to dig a little bit into that. Fabienne is also launching an online business summit in June. It's going to be amazing. I actually happen to be one of the speakers on the summit, but she's got so many amazing people that I'm honored to be a part of. It. She's also a writer, an author, a guest blogger. And one heck of a podcaster with a podcast called Marketing to Crush Your Competitors. I love it. Fabienne, welcome to the show. <laughs> it's my pleasure to be here, Vernon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, we met at a podcast movement. Yes. And actually, that was a great event. And that's one of the events I really appreciated because everybody was kind of like a big family, right? There oh, was yeah. no pressure meeting everybody and talking about podcasting or business or any type of stuff. So I met a lot of people that are my friends actually today. You're not the only one, but a few people actually that are my friends now. So I really appreciated that event. It's always hard to find, I guess, your tribe the people that you can talk the stuff that we do with, especially, you know, being an online business owner. Is it is it like that in Canada? Do any of your friends understand what you do? Oh, it's as you say, it's kind of hard to find the like minded people. And I do that most of the time when I attend those networking events. And it's mostly I mostly attend them in the States. Um, a few, I have a few meetups here, but uh, mostly people, I meet them when I, I travel to USA and, um, an online business owner, as you say, as you said, sometimes it could be very, like, you could be very lonely behind your computer here, yeah. um, thinking that you, you know, you're the only one having that struggle or that problem <laughs> right. or that challenge. But when you talk to other people, other entrepreneurs and network with them, you realize that, yeah, no, you're not alone. And a lot of people went through what you've 
you're going through. And a lot of people also, well, one day succeeded and did great things and realized that, you know, they're, they're capable of achieving success. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very grateful to be in that, uh, you know, a small business owner and being online because it gets me to meet a lot of people, not necessarily with my podcast, but also, Mm -hmm. as I said, with the networking events. If we if we step back a little bit, because I think with with athletes, it's a um, the mindset is totally different because you have to compete against people that may be stronger than you. If you're on an Olympic team, you may be competing against people that have better training facilities than you do. So you have mm-hmm. to work two or three times as hard as everyone else just to get there. And then you have to level up even more to actually win. And you won medals and stuff like that. How did you get into handball? And how would you it, first? Yeah. How did you get into handball? First of all, when I was a kid in elementary school, when I was just dancing ballet, I was not doing so many sports. I knew I was quite fast because I was a fast runner when I was a kid. And people would say that at school, but I would not do any, I would not run tracks or anything like that. And when I went to high school, um, one of my teachers, my physical education teacher told me, hey, you're, you're good in sports. You should try the team handball. And I was like, what's that? And she's like, well, wait, do the tryouts and see if you can make it. And I tried it. And I fell in love with the sport. So it started in high school and maybe like five to yeah, six years later, I got an invitation to go on the national team. And I was actually scared the first time I was very intimidated because <laughs> I was kind of the young ones. And there were all those players that I admired in the league that I was playing in, in, um, in uh, Quebec, in the Quebec province. And I was like, no, this is not my time yet. And then maybe two years after that same coach came to me again and he's like, well, is this your time now? Do you want to try it out? And okay, I, I, I dived in and I really, really appreciated being a part of this team because you learn a lot, not only like being with people that share the same dream as you do because we all wanted to do the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But the the discipline, uh, the training, uh, you find, you know, you get friends there um, and meeting people from abroad, going to international competitions. This is like, this is um, the school of life. <laughs> right. There's nothing that can compare to that. Uh, and it brought me a lot and made me discover that, you know, when you want to push to get somewhere, you can do it. Um, because when I joined the team, I was one of the youngest ones and the first games I wouldn't really play. Like I would play maybe two, five minutes and then, you know, you, you fight your way there and you, the, the coach notices you more and then you, you get more, playing time and all of a sudden like you play more and more and you gain that experience and you're I was I was very like this is one of the best times I had in my life we wanted to go to the Olympics and we had that chance uh, once in 1999 and in North America since it's only the first team that goes to the Olympic uh, we had to compete the Pan Am Games so we were in in the finals against Brazil and we lost the finals like by four goals and that was like yeah (laughs) that was a shock we were so so disappointed and it was like the time in my 16 years that I was the closest to go uh, so we got the silver medal at the Pan Am Games, which is which is very nice. Yeah, Actually, that medal is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But then again, it was for us, it was a bit bitter because we knew Sydney was supposed to be like the Olympics in 2000 and we missed Sydney by four goals. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Boo, yeah, but then. Brazil. <laughs> Yeah, but then again, you know, Brazil, they, now they're world champions. Uh, last year, they were the champions. Yeah. So oh, yeah. They, they, they made a like a tremendous way up because at that time, I think it in, um, in the 1997 champions, uh, world championship, they finished like 20, 22nd, I think. And see, last year, uh, they, they finished first in the world. So they invested a lot of money into the sport and they sent all their athletes playing professional in, in Europe and they got their team stronger and stronger. And here they are now. That's an amazing story. And one of those experiences that I'm sure has been pretty much just shaped your, your approach to business and your approach to life in general. Yeah, because when you're when you're competing, well, you know you have to do your best and you know you have to give your all. And if you don't give your all, afterwards you have, again, that bitter feeling that, you know, you should have done more, you should have done this and that. So in business, it's the same thing. Um, I don't approach like everybody else or every other business as like big competitors because you see that you have your own voice and you are who you are and you have your own values. So basically if you differentiate yourself in a way, well, you're alone and you're alone. So people will come to you because of you, not because of your competitors or not because of, of anybody else. So people that resonate with you, with your message, with your values, they're going to come to you and they're going to stick to you. So um, that's why I learned with competition and being a part of a team is that, yes, you have to be working towards the same goal. But then again, you, you have your, your own um, differentiation, your own qualities that make you, you know, step up or uh, be being different than all the other members of the team. So to transition a little forward past handball and more into business, how did you first get started in your own business? The thing is, I was I was raised by parents that thought that having a good job, like studying and then find a good job. And if you're lucky, stay in that job for 20, 25 years. That's how I was raised. So right. when, when I when I got out of school, uh, I studied physical therapy. So I worked in a clinic as a physical therapist. Um I got out of my comfort zone maybe three years after I graduated because I had the opportunity to go play team handball in Denmark in a, in a second division team there. And I was like, this is great. This is going to be a great experience. So I packed. I, I took like two weeks. I bought my ticket. I told my boss, my former boss and my parents that I was leaving and I just left. Um, and the experience out there was incredible. Um, getting out of my comfort zone, again, realizing what my qualities are and that, yes, I was able to realize big things too. I learned to speak Danish while I was out there. I made lots of new friends. Uh, so I discovered another country, another culture. And again, that's one of the best uh, experience I had in my life too. So when I came back, I came back with like, maybe my mind was more opened, but not necessarily to start anything, but just, yeah, a bit more open. Right. And then I happened to meet uh, my business and life partner today, Reggie. And Reggie was already uh, into uh, real estate, personal development, uh, you know, like having your own 
thing to like not necessarily working for anybody but for himself and he introduced me into that and he was like yeah you could you could be a let's say a consultant in physical therapy instead of being an employee I was like oh okay so started by doing that and then started a business in the home staging because it was a passion of mine and actually started a business like that but a few years later, uh, I went to an event about marketing uh, with uh, the Dan Kennedy um, Oh, yeah, Dan company. Kennedy, GKIC, yeah. yeah. GKIC. <laughs> so I was at the Info Summit. I think it was in 2010 or 2011. And uh, they were talking about marketing and how marketing was important, that you could have the best business in the world. But if you don't know about marketing, forget it. Nobody will know about you. Right. And I felt like, oh, my God. So this is this is the... The link that I didn't I didn't catch before because I didn't know all of this about marketing and stuff like that. So I was like, wow, when I came back, uh, I changed stuff concerning like my business and my consulting and physical therapy and things started to change for me. I was like, wow. And maybe a few months after that, I realized, okay, so marketing is what I want to focus on. I want to I want to help people with their marketing strategy, but also to differentiate themselves in order to be like authorities and people that are credible and that people will buy from from those people because they trust them. So that's how I, you know, all this thing with marketing to crush your competitors started um, because I truly think marketing is important and too many entrepreneurs don't know how important it is to, to take time on your marketing, not necessarily like do a boost of it, like for two, three weeks there and mm -hmm. get your results and sit on it. But if you don't do that, it's dangerous that later you won't have business anymore. Right. So when you when you first did your your online staging thing and, and you moved away from that, when you moved away from doing the online staging, what, what was the next thing that you started doing? Um, That was the transition to marketing, to okay. marketing to crush your competitors. Because okay. I still work with home stagers, but I help them with their marketing strategy now. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, so since I was in that business, well, I, right. I, I know about it. So Right. No, that's, that's awesome. And a lot of people would just drop one thing and go to the next, but you use what you learn to actually enhance the business that you were already in. Exactly. No, that's, that's a, uh, that's an awesome way to think about doing it and launching a podcast. Not, not everyone goes after that. I know podcast is growing huge in popularity right now. Yes. And, yeah, it is. You know, speaking of podcast movement, um, I actually just found out that the um, the girl Sarah Coning from the Serial Podcast mm -hmm. is actually going to be at Podcast Movement. It just got announced. Wow. Yeah. So on top of her and Alicia Tyler and I think there's a couple other people I'm probably missing. Pat Flynn's going to be there. It's mm -hmm. going to be huge this year. So I'm looking forward to it. But podcasting, how did you think that podcasting was a good thing for you to do as far as your business and marketing your business? I was always attracted to like everything concerning radio. Um, I did um, a radio and television hosting um, training here in Montreal in a private school and I loved it. I loved my experience. So I had a chance to do some radio here and then I thought, yeah, you know, like if I could have my show and I actually submitted uh, a show that looked a bit like marketing to crush your competitors to, to one of those broadcasters, but 
my my project was refused and then i just forgot about it you know and and months passed and um i had my blogging coach uh who you know who i was learning from about guest guest blogging he said to me, well, in order to, you know, to build your community or your, your list faster, you could start interviewing people and start your own podcast. And I was like, oh, really? Podcast? And then he said, yes, so you should look into it. And that's how I found, um, I found uh, the Podcasters Paradise uh, training and I did it. John Lee and exactly. So basically I was like, oh my God, this is exactly for me. I love, I love podcasting. I love being behind the mic and communicating with people, with the guests, um, with the, the listeners, uh, with a lot of people. And I also love the intimate part of it. And basically, this is a great way to share your content with your with your listeners, but also to establish great contacts with influencers in your market, but also like have great friends afterwards. Right. right exactly. Because you have this connection that you wouldn't have if it was just emailing or uh, at networks events. Sometimes you you have some time to speak. But if it's someone that's very busy or doesn't have a lot of time for you, then you don't have time to go deep into some type of things. And you can do that when you podcast. And the pre and post interviews also are gold because this is where you get to know the person. You get some stories. And sometimes you share information also that could help. Uh, yourselves for your business for example if like let's say after this interview there we we chat and then i could i could share with you something i experienced that really helped my business and same for you so basically it's it's very helpful sometimes to have those conversations so it's not only like podcasting with the content and share that content with your listeners but it's also making those great relationships with those great entrepreneurs that have a lot to share and being able also to share their stuff on social media and um, build those relationships that are so important. Yeah, I've, I've made really good friends from podcast and gotten other opportunities. Exactly. For bigger interviews and to, you know, be involved with online business summits, <laughs> and, you know, other speaking yeah. gigs and speaking opportunities just from podcasting. And it's um, it's one of those things that I think podcasting is one of the the few things that you can do where you can see results almost instantly depending mm-hmm. on the type of show that you have. Exactly. And people have also um, sometimes an obsession about, you know, the number of downloads and getting sponsors on their show and, yeah. and all that stuff. Sometimes people put pressure on themselves for that. But this is not all there is to podcasting. Uh, I I truly find it's mostly the relationship you build, uh, the relationships you build with uh, other people, with your guests and also your listeners. And as you say, it leads to other opportunities. You like I'm organizing my small business online summit and all my guests are from podcasting, you know, (laughs) like they were all my guests on podcast and I felt a true, you know, connection between me and that speaker for example and I was like great and also a lot of them became my friends and we kept in touch once in a while either on by emailing or commenting on something they did or that I did 
So basically, this is like an open door to opportunities having your podcast. That's yeah, what I think. It, it is. It, it is an amazing. I don't even know what to call it. It's it's an amazing opportunity to be able to basically build your own platform. And this is something that I talk about quite a bit is if you don't have a platform, you don't really have a voice outside of what you're able to influence locally. So mm -hmm. the difference between having a local business and working with just local businesses in your area, when you start a podcast, whether it's interview based, whether you're doing product reviews unboxing videos, whatever you're doing, well, that, that's all, actually, you can only do unboxing videos because unboxing audios wouldn't work. <laughs> 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 but, you know, doing that type of stuff, it, it opens the world up to you and you're able to get your message out to more people and it puts you in a position of authority. And I think that a lot of business owners would benefit from considering starting a podcast, even if it's a short run podcast. I've talked to people about, you know, well, you could do a limited podcast about this part of your business that you want your customers to know about. And it still gives you a certain amount of authority because mm -hmm. you have something that they can refer to online. And it's going to always bring you in more customers because it's it's evergreen content. What do you what do you think about that? Exactly. Well, I I don't I don't I think it's Lou Mangello that made that uh, differentiation when he was on my show, and he said, you know, like if let's say I find your website and I know you have a blog and I know you have a podcast, what are the chances that I'll take your blog and read all your blog posts if your if your business is like three years old, for example? So I know I have like, I don't know how many pages to read compared to, oh, you have a podcast and you share your information with podcasting also. So I just, um, I just uh, go to iTunes and I subscribe to your show and all of a sudden I, I have all the downloads and I can listen to them wherever I am, whenever I want. And they're evergreen, as you said before. It's so much easier to consume than sitting or, you know, reading your tablet because when you read, this is the only thing you need to be doing. But when you listen, you could do other things. You could, you could actually train. You could, uh, you could drive. You could, uh, you could something else, cook, you know? So it's, it's so much easier to consume. And it's, it's growing in popularity. A lot, like more and more people know what podcasting is about. Yeah. And I actually read a statistics um, in uh, in actually in the United States, people usually listen to about five and a half hours uh, a day of audio. Mm -hmm. And podcasting is about 25 percent of that five and a half hours a day. Yeah, that's amazing. That's that's a lot. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it, is. it really is. <laughs> so you, you mentioned something about um, sponsorship and podcasting and download numbers. Talk talk a little bit about that because I think it's a weird phenomenon in at least the marketing podcast and interview podcast space of our, you know, our little bubble that we live in <laughs> that people are obsessed with those download numbers and trying to get sponsors. What, exactly. What do you think about that? The obsession you mean? Well, some of the methods that people are using. Have you have you heard about some of the the Twitter bombing stuff that people are talking about? Um, well, I know that you, you could you could actually use your your Twitter links to be like directly 
downloadable. Let's mm-hmm. say like the link is directly to your show playing. Um, I think that, you know, it's good for the number of your downloads. But then again, would those people come back on your show and listen to it another time? Is that a, a real listener or a loyal listener was just to get the number of it? You know, right. that's 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 where it's it's kind of like sketchy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So with time there, I, I realized that podcasting is all about relationships and you want to serve your people the best that you can. So you might as well have those loyal listeners uh, contacting you via email or via social media to tell you about your show and what they want to hear on it. Then just to have those quick numbers and yes, you have all that amount of downloads, but then again, how, how loyal are your listeners? You know, that's, that's my concern. So as I said before, uh, sponsorship is not what is the most important. I think what's the most important is the message that you give to your audience. And also that you, the information that you share helps you build your authority and credibility among those people to make sure that whenever you want to build that product, whenever you want to start that uh, training class or, or anything else you want to start, you serve those people really well. So they will have no choice of buying from you because you've been like, you've been loyal to your listeners also because you've been producing what they are asking for you to produce. Right. No, that's that's a that's a very good point. So with the online business summit, when you uh, when you conceive the idea to to do that, how did that come about? Mm. Well, actually, I there's there's a lot of online summits going on, and then again, that was another guest I had on my show, um, Nick Unsworth. Yeah, and he told me he had told me this is a strategy that really helped him at the beginning of his business to build his list and you know like get in touch with with a lot of people and serve them uh, a lot of people at the same time, and I was like, hmm, you know, uh, okay, so. And then I did some research about it. And, you know, you receive a lot of, uh, of course, I subscribe to a lot of email lists and a lot of it, uh, online business owners also were doing uh, online summits. And I was like, hey, this this could be great. And actually, part of my summit is about giving back to the community. So it's not only like helping, of course, the business grow, but it helps also the the listeners of it or the readers of everything that will be on that website uh, to you know to increase whatever they have as a knowledge to be able to get to that successful business they wish for right and also share great information about a lot of successful and international entrepreneurs that we will have as speakers on that summit so not only will it help like the person who's going to listen it's going to help of course us in our company to you know to build a great relationship with those people and also be able to seize better what they really want to hear and what they want us to produce for them. But it also helped because uh, I'm, I'm helping uh, uh, three charities with that event. So I think, you know, when you're, when you're having success, well, everything is about giving back sometimes. And the more you give, well, the more you'll be able to, to get also, you know, like it's as if it's a, it's, it's not a, I wouldn't call it a balance, but, you know, when you, you give without thinking about what you'll get back, it comes back to you. It comes back to you. Yeah, it really does. It's, it's karma, however you want to say it. It's, you know, paying it forward. It's, 
it's giving back. And that's, exactly. It's hard for you not to be successful when you think about other people. What are your, what are the three charities that you're giving to? I'm helping uh, Valerie Growth, which is a good friend of mine, Valerie. I met her, was it at Podcast Movement? She or? was there, yep. She was there, but I knew Valerie from before. I'm not sure where we met there, but she's a good friend of mine now, and she's building, she's helping building a school in Chicago for inner city students. Um, I'm helping also oh, Pat really? Flynn. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know about that. I'll have to, I'll have to talk yeah. to her about that. <laughs> talk to Valerie and ask her. She'll be happy to share it with you. Um, I'm also helping uh, Pat Flynn. I Actually, when it was his birthday, he had that video on his website saying that his, his son was starting school and he was like very fortunate that his son had everything to go to school and, you know, like the school facilities, they have everything they wish for. And right. then in Africa, uh, some places, uh, a lot of places actually don't have the facilities. And he truly wanted to help this year in building schools in Ghana. So it really touched me listening to the video. So I decided to help him with that. Right. And the third, uh, the third charity is One Drop. Uh, One Drop helps uh, people gain access to water all over the world. So it's a company that has uh, a few, actually a few offices, but they have one here in Montreal. And I'm actually uh, communicating with them this week in order to, you know, finalize uh, how how it will work, you know, from from what I can give from my summit to them in order to help, you know, gain access to water. We all think water is so essential in our lives and for us it's kind of like yeah we have it we we just take it when we want it but it's not like that for a lot of people so i wanted to help those charities in order to to give back right so uh, talking a little bit about charity and the different places basically internationally that you're helping you're helping to build schools and provide clean water your um your parents are from Haiti you're a canadian Yes. But your parents are from Haiti. Do you have a, uh, any connections still with Haiti? Um, actually, I went to Haiti once and I was, uh, I was, I think, seven years old. And I remember when I was there, I told my parents, why did they move to Canada? Because Canada <laughs> is cold. And <laughs> right. I was enjoying the sea and, uh, you know, playing outside all day and uh, it, it, I really enjoyed it. Um, my parents immigrated at the end of the 60s, beginning of the 70s. Actually, my mom came here to study and my dad was a, a teacher at a time. And he there was a lot of uh, great opportunities for teachers to to move to to Canada. So a lot of Haitians actually immigrated to Quebec, like to our province um, in the in the beginning of the 70s. So that's how my parents got got here uh, in in Montreal. Oh, interesting! That sounds a lot like um, most Americans whose families immigrate to America for opportunities from their country, except for you went to Canada. Yeah, it was it was actually for opportunities. So I have a couple of family members still in in Haiti, but most of them have moved already to Canada or to United States. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, wow, that that is that is an awesome story as far as your parents, you know, basically striking out on their own to come or go to Canada and start a family and, you know, build a career and, and continue to live there. That's amazing. Yeah. And and I also 
when I, you know when I went to Denmark, it made me realize that moving to another country is a big thing because you don't know anybody. You gotta, you have to start your your circle of friends again, uh, get to know people, understand how it works, understand a little bit about the community and about like how it works in that new country. Mm-hmm. So I really, when I when I went to Denmark, it really made me realize how how you know courageous people that are moving from their countries are really yeah i bet how long were you in denmark two years two years wow that's yeah <laughs> that's a long time to just <laughs> jump to another country to start to move why didn't you stay uh well i felt that it's as if like a part this part of my life was done i was like okay i wanted to experience that i wanted to experience playing handball team handball in europe and i did and after those two years i was like okay so mission accomplished now let's move to that next project that's (laughs) how i felt Uh, that's awesome (laughs) yeah that's awesome all right well i'll tell you what i think you know we've we've covered a lot of stuff and i think the audience has gotten to really know you well i'm looking forward to having you possibly back on the show to talk more about the online business summit when it gets a little bit closer to june so that we can you know really keep it present in people's minds cuz there's some great charities that you're helping to contribute to with the summit and i'm pretty excited about being featured with all the wonderful speakers that you have on the summit can you tell people where do they find you best online Oh, actually, they could go. I have a free ebook for them. It's called How to Use Podcasting as a Marketing Weapon. And you can get that at marketingtocrushyourcompetitors.com slash free ebook. That's quite easy. So you enter your sure. email address and you'll get access to that uh, to to that ebook. And basically what you'll learn is why you should start your podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many reasons. So many reasons. <laughs> yeah. And I also wanted to mention that um, right now I have a few books on Amazon, but my latest one is How to Get Paid for Your Insider Secrets. So it helps online uh, business coaches to launch their business with online coaching. So you can get that on Amazon. Yeah, it's, it's good. And I actually owe you a review. So now I've said it on the podcast, <laughs> so I have to make sure it's done before this airs. <laughs> that would be nice, Vernon. That would be very nice. Uh, using my audience as an accountability coach. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, hey, I really enjoyed you. Oh, what's your Twitter? What's your Twitter handle? At Fabienne Raphael. This is F-A-B-I-E-N-N-R-A-P-H-A-E-L. All right. Well, Fabian, I can't say your name as well as you just did, but uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I, I'm not even going to attempt your last name as skillfully as you just did it. But everyone, this is Fabian Raphael. I really do appreciate you coming on the show and I will see you later. Yes, I really appreciate it to be here. Thank you so much, Vernon, for inviting me. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, guys, that was pretty amazing. I love talking to Fabienne. She is so special, such a nice person, and I really did enjoy talking to her. You know, it's something else when you talk to someone that's been a competitive athlete at that level, at the Olympic level, and then you talk to them about business and the drive and determination and passion that they have for success is unmatched. So when you think about that, think about how you're behaving in your business 
and the things that you're doing in your business and how you can model yourself after pro athletes and their drive and determination. It's pretty amazing some of the accomplishments that she's been able to achieve just over this short period of time. I'm really looking forward to this online business summit. I'm going to have some links for that for you in the show notes. Hopefully you guys can attend. I think it's going to be great. There's some great people signed on to it. I'll have links in the, in the show notes so you guys can check it out. But it's going to be an amazing time. And I'm so looking forward to recording my session with Fabian and honored to be part of this first annual online business summit that she's doing. It's, it's just, it's awesome. So I, I want to know what you guys thought about her story. It's um, pretty amazing. And I, I love the fact that she was able to play handball for 16 years. That's insane. Most careers in athletics don't last that long. Plus how she's been able to develop her business and seeking out conferences and making those connections and looking for people that were in the same tribe that she was to support her business. And I have experience doing that. When you go when you go to conferences, you connect with people that are like you, that think like you, that want the same things that you do. So it's very hard for you to not succeed when you surround yourself with the type of people that want the same thing that you want. It's pretty amazing. I really did enjoy it. So before we get out of here, I wanted to tell you guys, I know I mentioned lynda.com at the beginning of the show. Lynda.com has come on as a sponsor. So if you go out to lynda.com forward slash Ross, just my last name, R-O-S-S, you're going to get a 10-day trial for free on the podcast. There'll be a nice little welcome message to welcome you to it. I invite you guys to please sign up for you know a 10-day trial and check it out. You'll have access to every course on there. 3,000 some odd courses. I wanted to read you guys something. You guys may not be familiar with Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn is you know one of the motivational speakers, very well known for personal development. And so Jim Rohn's quote around that is, to have more, you've got to become more than you are. This is where you should focus most of your attention. Otherwise, you may just have to contend with the axiom of not changing, which is unless you change how you are, you'll always have what you've got. Powerful words to live by. And you guys, you can start making that change by going out to lynda.com forward slash Ross, signing up for a 10-day free trial and taking a course and learning something new. You could change your career. You could change your life. Take a Photoshop class, learn how to do Photoshop and start doing Photoshop for photographers or for yourself. Take those images and sell them on a stock photo site. There's all kinds of things you can do with the knowledge that you can attain from lynda.com. I'm really proud of this partnership. You guys know I don't partner with, nor do I bring on sponsors for products that I don't use and that I don't believe in. Lynda.com helped me in my IT career years ago when they first started because it was one of the only places you could go online to find training in the IT fields, you know, in web development and stuff like that. It's helped me in my business with Photoshop and stuff like that. I'm going to brush it up on some classes since I have access to it now. I invite you guys to check it out. I really think you're going to enjoy it. So with that, guys, I'm going to go ahead, get, go ahead if I could talk and get out of here. Remember, come find me on Twitter at Ross PR. You can find me everywhere on the web at Ross PR. Don't forget, hit lynda.com forward slash Ross. Sign up for that free trial. Of course, guys, you know it helps the show. So go out and sign up so we can get this show to even more people and more listeners. And I love your comments and your things on social media. Make sure to follow me on Instagram. I'm really pushing the Instagram game hard. You can check that out in episode 42, talking to Gary Vaynerchuk about that. Listen to the Instagram episode. You guys are really going to be amazed at that. And there's this thing with Snapchat. I'm just saying, you know, I think Snapchat's the devil. 
but there's some stuff about Snapchat that I'm actually pretty excited about. Madonna actually launched a video in Snapchat. Check my Instagram for what I had to say about that. Instagram.com forward slash Ross PR. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and get out of here, and I will see you in the next episode.